It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori's the Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are those markets doing today? Uh, well, markets are higher, as we just heard, um, and have been high over the last week. Even though we had a couple of market holidays, we had Canada, Canada Day, of course, and the 4th of July, where markets were closed. Uh, but the rally we've been seeing has really been fueled by strong economic data and ongoing momentum as the second quarter wrapped up on a very, very strong note. So that was very positive to see. Um, some of the economic news we have seen, uh, one of the most notable was in the U.S. economy added 850,000 jobs in June. So this is, again, more positive momentum in the jobs market. Here in Canada, we saw GDP pulled back 0.3% in April. But again, that's due to temporary restrictions, of course, that we had that was impacting growth. So again, moving forward, we would uh, look to see that reverse and continue uh, to the upside. So again, with the first year behind us, uh, you know, we do look forward to finishing the rest of the year in a similar manner, even though when you take a look at the indices, they are up a lot year to date. But again, there's still positive momentum uh, that could fuel even higher markets going forward. All right. Well, speaking of fuel, uh, what's the deal with oil prices right now? Because we know that for the consumer at the pump, it's through the roof. No, exactly. I mean, I think we'll probably continue to see higher oil prices. I mean, when OPEC is talking, they don't seem to want to do much about it. Uh, and also, when you have an economy uh, rebounding as robust as what we're seeing, uh, oil prices tend to follow. And so that's why we've seen such high energy prices, such high oil prices uh, at the pump is what we're seeing now. I don't think that we're going to see uh, that, uh, you know, come down right. anytime uh, in the near future. Well, that's unfortunate. Okay. Um. It, it, it is unfortunate, especially now that we're able to travel. Right. <laughs> you know, I know the cost now went up. I mean, we've been talking about this to me, you know, how much inflation uh, is an, is affecting uh, Canadians. And it's not just in oil prices, not just in housing prices, uh, but across the board, even in food prices we're seeing, right? So my biggest fear over the next year to two years, um, you know, one is, of course, interest rates going up too far too fast to, to curb that growth. But what kind of inflation are we going to be seeing over the next few years? And that's something that we haven't really had to think about for a long time, isn't it? We haven't had to think much of that at all. Inflation has been, you know, at 2% or less uh, for many, many years now. And so now that we're seeing inflation uh, here in Canada, the last three was, I think, 3.5%, 3.6%, in, Ca- in, in the U.S. even higher. Uh, and again, uh, that can really uh, hurt consumers and, and also hurt corporate profits at the end of the day. So again, this is something that we'll be looking uh, into and following uh, over the next months and years, I'm sure. All right, well, let's talk about something like index funds. And I know you've mentioned this before, but what are they exactly? Yeah, index funds are exchange-traded funds or ETFs all mean the same thing. I think there's a lot of confusion amongst investors of, of how they differ from normal mutual funds or other types of portfolios uh, because they always sound a little too good to be true when markets are moving higher. Um, you know, there's pros and cons to any investment, uh, and you want to understand what the differences are. And again, an index fund is basically a basket of, of stocks or investments uh, that track a particular sector or index. So for example, you could buy the TSX index in an ETF. You could buy 
the gold index. You could buy copper, you could buy airlines, you could buy technology. So again, they're tracking a specific sector and usually hold the underlying stocks that reflect that particular index. There are also bond ETFs, which I won't get in today, uh, because into today because that would be a, a whole nother show, Simi. So, right. so we'll stick to, to, to the stock type of ETFs. Okay. So are they more or say less flexible than other types of funds? I guess flexibility is one way to look at it. Um, you know, I, the way I, we own exchange traded funds for our clients. We, we invest in, uh, ETFs, but we manage them like a stock, right? We're not going to just hold on to them. It's not a, you know, set it and forget it type investment, in my opinion. They are great when those sectors or, or uh, indices are moving higher, but if, if markets change, if things don't do well, or markets crash like la- last March, I mean, you wouldn't want to be holding an energy ETF last year during March because it was down so much and no one was steering the ship, right? Again, they're passive investments. So nobody's actually managing the underlying holdings. So either you have to, or you have to have a financial team that's on top of it that is managing that for you. When markets are moving higher, uh, they can look like fantastic investments because they have lower fees, right? The average fee on an ETF uh, in Canada here is probably 0.5%, where it, you know a simple mutual fund may be 1.5%, 2%. And so again, you want to look at how your portfolio um, is managed. Uh, what are the risk-adjusted returns? So you know, again, you want to take a look at if you're taking the same amount of risk in bo- both portfolios, which one would have done better? And are they beating their benchmark, your active portfolio manager? That's what you're looking at. Okay, so that is good to know. Um, one of the other issues that comes up when it comes to housing is we know that for many seniors, uh, you know, they use the phrase that they are asset rich but cash poor, right? A lot of their money is kind of tied up in a house that has really gone up in value since the time that they've owned it. So what, what do you think about the idea then, Lori, of selling a house, like it, it, cashing in on that money, but then renting for seniors? Does that make sense? Yeah, you know, this, this has come up quite a bit over the past, uh, I would say six months. And so, um, definitely many, many more retirees are looking into this option. Uh, you know, first we talk always about downsizing. So selling your expensive Vancouver home and, and buying something smaller or buying something somewhere else, right? Is, is an idea. And so the idea is, is with selling your home and renting is, is of course you would have more liquidity. You would have more cash in your portfolio, uh, which could benefit your retirement, but it depends on what type of retirement you're trying to lead, right? Everyone's different. Some people want to, you know, live and die in their family home. Others want to travel the world or, you know, rent a place in Okanagan or, you know, as soon as, you know, restrictions open up to travel, they may want to, you know, move to Spain for six months a year. So again, it depends of, it depends who you are and what type of retirement you want to lead. Uh, but again, when you sell your home and rent, uh, it definitely would provide more cash in your portfolio to provide income. Um, you know, again, you're not tied to one home. You might want to move around and experience different places. Uh, also, you might be simplifying your life. You know, you don't have as much maintenance, as much upkeep as uh, as owning your own home. Uh, even estate planning, you might want to help out family in the short term, and you're able to do that if you liquidate your home. But again, you definitely need to have a financial plan in place uh, to make sure that you have looked at all different aspects of, of doing something like this and right. making sure that a financial team can crunch the numbers for you. That's what I was wondering. Is there any kind of um, like a state planning benefit or a detraction from doing this? 
Yeah, you know, I think the 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 benefit could be is that you, like I said, you could help out family earlier on if that was your prerogative. That's not everyone's prerogative. Uh, and also it could make your estate, um, you know, less complex. They don't have to sell your property, you know, once you've passed. Uh, again, in this type of market, that doesn't seem to be um, a big deal. But again, if it was a softer real estate market, it could take some time to sell your property. And so again, everyone's retirement, everyone's needs are so different and unique from from another uh, that it's really important that you speak to a, a qualified financial team that can answer all of these questions. I always say, you know, it's not just about managing people's money anymore day to day. That's what we do. That's what we've always done. It's really being able to answer these tougher questions, right? Should I rent? Should I sell? Should I gift? You know, all those sorts of things come up in conversation. I would say uh, daily uh, as well as weekly, you know, that we're helping uh, families decide on these kinds of subjects. And this is one that's been coming up. So that's why I love to share it with our CKNW audience. Yeah, I would imagine a lot of people have that question too, right? As you get towards that certain age, you start to ponder, like, should I make all these investments and making the house comfortable for retirement? Or is it time to move on? Yeah, you know, it's um, for a lot of people, what I do see is they sell their uh, their family home and they end up downsizing to a townhouse first. And then they realize that stairs don't work for them. And then they downsize to a condo. Uh, and then eventually it could be assisted living. And again, this is over many, many years or even decades that I see this kind of transition, right? And so this idea of selling your home and renting, even for a short period of time and, and until you figure out what you do want, uh, sometimes is, is also a possibility. So again, just having that open communication with your investment team, with your financial team, um, you know, and, and including a financial planner to, to do a plan for you, uh, is just vital when making these decisions. So you're not going it alone. Right. So if somebody does decide to rent, then any advice for them? Well, you want to make sure that uh, you're able to afford the uh, the um, the amounts monthly, right? And so, what we often look at is if there was an amount in uh, in a portfolio, you know, could we just pay the rent for them directly from their accounts to their bank account? So it's almost like they don't even notice it, right? But you have to understand again, you're paying off somebody else's mortgage, right? When you're renting, right? Uh, so you have to be comfortable with that. A lot of people. Uh, in their same 60s and 70s are not comfortable uh, doing something like that. But I, fi- I have found that some younger retirees are looking uh, exactly at that right now. And especially when things, like I said, do open up and they're able to rent abroad or in different areas, different locations. Uh, because again, when people are uh, early on in retirement, they tend to travel right. more and want uh, you know more more exciting, I guess, experiences. And <laughs> right. as you re- as you um, get later on in age, uh, you're looking for stability and, and so on. So, so again, it's, it's that conversation, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and what your dreams are for, for your own retirement and not your friends, right? Not your family, but what is it that you want to do? And, and that's why you have that conversation. So true. All right, Lori, thank you so much for that. Great. Thanks, Jimmy. That is Lori Pinkowski with great advice as always. Lori is the Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. Now, if you would like to contact her team directly, you can do that. You can give them a call 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.